Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Stable Connections, the podcast. Today's episode is with Rigo Soto, and he talks to us about why he came to California at 16 years old, how his ambitions and wants to learn got him to where he is today, and some people along the way who are willing to teach him. Hope you enjoy. Stable Connections is sponsored by Darby Bonomi, PhD, sport and performance psychologist. Dr. Bonomi works with equestrian athletes and other high-performance individuals to conquer the challenges that interfere with top performance and enjoyment of their sport. Her clients bring their best to every moment, both in and out of competition. If you'd like to learn more, please visit darbybonomi.com or email darby at darbybonomi.com. D-A-R-B-Y-B-O-N-O-M-I. Stable Connections is sponsored by Healthy Horse CBD. Is your horse stiff, anxious, or in pain? Healthy Horse CBD can help with all of these and so much more. Healthy Horse CBD can also help your horse with arthritis or while rehabbing. Two strengths are available and works with all mammals. Apply on the lower lip daily for best results. Visit healthyhorse.co for more information. I'm from uh, close to Mexico City, like um, I say, like 45 minutes from the airport. And I start working with horses with my grandpa. He's the one that he teach me how care horses and start in the beginning. So. And did he have horses of his own, or was he working? He always had horses, he had cows, he had donkeys. So basically he had like kind of a little, a little ranch there, a little barn. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with all the kind of animals that we can have in, in the barn. Yeah, and you knew from a young age that you were an animal person, I'm guessing? It's funny because I start maybe when I had like nine years old, I start care the horses, feeding, putting the outside i mean we don't have paddocks there in mexico but we tie the horses in the trees so the, the horses he can eat it that makes sense just different way of doing it what kind of horses did he have well it's nothing fancy but it's more to care uh the cows and mm. because uh normally we leave all the cows outside in the field so basically we we care that and protect the other the other barns or the other ranch close are so the animals don't pass our mm -hmm. fences fences yep. yes yeah that makes sense and so did you know when helping him did you know you wanted to work with animals in some way well life i think is a little bit hard and in that way because when you a kid you thinking that you want to be like a doctor you want to be like a professional person but life sometimes change a lot i, I never thinking that i want to have a job for these too many years uh, mm -hmm. working with horses yeah yeah that makes sense a lot of times and with the whole like idea of a doctor or a vet you don't realize at the time that it takes a lot of money 
and a lot of school? Uh, I realized when I came here, I came here when I had like 16 years old. What brought you here? Here being the US or California specifically? To, to California. Okay. Yeah. And I never thinking that I wanna working with horses. I came here with some friends that work in the construction, but something in, in, in my heart, it was like, this is not that I want. I really enjoy horses. I really enjoy animals. So my first job I have here, I start cleaning stalls with another person that she's Latina too because she's basically she have his own barns to clean the stalls so I started working there he was hard in that moment because I had like 16 years old and basically we start five in the morning and finish but seven at night. And it's physical. It's not yeah. like you're doing an office job for that long. You're literally shoveling poop and moving things. And Yeah, basically we do like between five and seven barns, maybe 60 horses each barn. Wow. So takes up all day. Yeah. So my really first job with horses and my care he was in 98 with party ball in sacramento i clean 18 stalls and i do all the yards i do a little bit more than like handyman the, stuff yeah, as well hand, yeah. yeah so one time i i remember that i asked her see can i start grooming horses and like you just went up and asked he, yeah, you know, yes, I clean my swords and uh, I see the, 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 the riders grooming horses. So I'm like, okay, I know, I know how to do it. I know how to do it, but in that moment, my English, he was absolutely bad. So I remember I buy a book and I go every day with party ball so she can teach me English. That's cool, and she was down for that. That's yeah. awesome. She's a very, very good person, and she gave me the opportunity to start grooming horses, yeah. and so basically I start cleaning stalls, then I start grooming a little bit. After that, I start putting some boots, Saddle. bridles, yeah. saddles, but take, take a while because, uh, I mean, she always busy. So the 10, 20 minutes that she, she have free, that when she teach me how to do the things with the horses. So basically she's the one that she start teach me. Was it always kind of your personality to just go up and ask or to like consistently want to learn more? I'm kind of a person that I, I always ask. I learned this for my grandpa and uh, he always say that, see, you know, ask, you know, learn. But take a little while because to me, he was like step for step. Now it's very different. In that years, more the time before you want to be a groom, you clean the stops. Mm -hmm. You work your way up. Yeah. Now it's a little bit different. Now uh, people came from whatever, Mexico, Salvador, whatever. It's like 80% that 
person came here go straight to be a groom. Do you so, like that or you don't like that that's changed? Well, change is always for good, but I think we miss that part. People don't really know how clean it starts in the beginning and basically now it's more about money. I agree that you know uh, everybody came here to work for money but I think with the horses it's a, a little bit different because you need to start the basic things like basically how clean stalls, clean the waters every day. You need to know how handle a couple things before you want to be a groom. So because it's very important, some people say, well, I can clean the stalls and that's it. But uh, I don't think so. I think it's more like you need to clean the stall, you need to watch your horse if he's walking fine, put attention if he lost a shoe, you can find in the stall. Or how many poops there are. Yes. Yeah, all you know, so all that I think is very important that now a lot of people that clean stalls don't do that. Mm -hmm. They don't pay attention. Don't pay attention. Yeah. So in my 18, when I started working with Patty Ball, she's the one that she teach me that when the horses don't poo, when the horses don't bring water, so things like that, I need to talk her all the time. So now change everything. Clean the stall, finish, and that's it. Knock off the list, yeah. yeah. There's less care. Yeah, that less care, and sometimes you don't have the communication that uh, we had before with the trainers yeah. or managers. Yeah, so how long did you stay with her up in Sacramento, and did you start going to shows with her? Basically, I worked two years with her. Clean stall there. After a year, I started grooming a little bit more. She teach me how to put a bridles, saddles, everything. But put a bridles and saddles and all that kind of stuff. I put it in Mexico because in Mexico I ride it every day. Mm -hmm. So basically, I had an idea how to put all the equipment. It was just fine tuning yeah, it to how I, she likes it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I need to find a way. And after two years, she told me that I'm ready to find another job because she you know once. She wants me to grow up in, in, in this business. That's awesome. That's, That's uh, so rare for someone oh, yeah. to say that. Like Yeah. So I working with Paul Bennett and Hillary Johnson for like six months. And did she help you find like did she help you connect with them? She gave me the option to say so you know can find a job. Learn. a groom mm -hmm. you, you you still can stay here and maybe you can start grooming more and we can find somebody else to clean stalls. Mm -hmm. so i find a, a, a friend that he helped me to find this job with paul bennett and hillary johnson and then i start grooming a little bit more but again put a saddle bridles baiting horses i start barely barely launching a couple horses and I start doing a couple horse shows, but in that moment, Paul Bennett and Hillary Johnson have his, his head groom. Mm. So basically, I help Assistant. the other guy, the, yeah, the assistant. So, um, was he able to teach you though? In that years, it's very hard to other grooms try to help you. Uh, the reason. I never find the answer. 
Do you think it was because they were scared you would take their job? Some people think I'm still afraid. Still, and right now, a lot of people are afraid because yeah, um, it's hard. It's cutthroat. Yes, but uh, to me, something like I learned with all this year is try to help another good grooms. Mm -hmm. So I working basically six months, seven months with uh, Paul Bennett. For some reason, this guy lost some horses, and I start do some horse shows. I find somebody that she wants somebody uh, working at home that was in Carmel Valley and I take the job, I working for her for like two months and she go to Termo. Did you enjoy going to the shows? In the beginning, he was fun because you know, uh, it's, different. it's different, I have some friends and uh, we had some carne asada, parties. <laughs> it was my 19th. Yep. And that years, I mean, everyone, everybody wants to go to yep. make the party. some fun and yep. parties and I feel like it's that. still like that for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I work in like very, for very short time, like, I want to say two or three months. And she go to Thermo. Well, in that year, it's not Thermo, it's Indio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she gave me the option to say uh, she take basically 20 horses, but it's the, the head groom, the guy that he always do the horse shows, he have his own persons, his own grooms. So basically uh, the guy don't need me there. So she gave me my check and say, you know, see, I need you. I can call you back and you can work it with me. So I go to Termo, I mean, sorry, to, to the Indio. I work in five weeks there. Then I had like a, a phone call from uh, Benson Carroll. He asked me if I can help him to do one horse show. And I remember he was the last two weeks. How did he hear about you? Or how did he get your contact, do you know? We, we've been neighbors when I working with Alicia Andros. Benson working with Becky Davis. So basically, when they're uh, neighbors and he always seen me mm -hmm. start doing things. Uh, he saw your work ethic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he started seeing me working yeah. and I start, I start uh, learning the, the body clips with uh, Alicia Andros, that's the one she gave me the, the chance to learn. I remember I had my lights at night and basically sometimes I do it, the horses, after I work, that when Benson seen me, he called me when I was at Indio. He told me see he can help him at Pebble Beach at the horse show. And I have one client, Vicky Rose, and I put it together. Vicky Rose and Benson Carroll, I put it together. I remember Benson had like four or five horses. Vicky had like six or seven, so I had like three three people to help me. Like you hired on other and guys And I hired other you? guys. Cool. Yes. And that was your first time hiring that, others to yeah, help you? Yeah, that cool. was my first time when I started hire people. And how did you find the guys to help you? Just knew them from? Yes, in the whole shows. I have very good relationship with uh, a lot of grooms. Why do you think that is? Good question. I think that's because I'm a person that I'm open to hear about everything. I never close 
or I want to say I, I know everything because it's not true. I always like to listen to the other people and I always find a good grooms, the grooms that have more experience than me. Yeah. Because uh, one thing I, I always say is I always try to do the best I can, but when I don't have the right people, it's hard to do the job. So basically, I always find people that I can learn from for, for, for grooms and I can do a little bit more than a groom. So... Well, it sounds like you were looking for people to teach you, but also for you to teach them, like this camaraderie yes. of people, which is, and I think, at least from my understanding of you, you're very approachable and you're very friendly and you're very nice and you work hard. And so I feel like other people around you, whether it was grooms or Benson or whoever came into your life, they see that. Yes, that, that's correct. Yeah. So I remember when Benson told me he 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 wants me working for him. And then in the beginning, I say no. I want to try to do more horse shows. Okay. Oh, he wanted you at home. Yeah. He, okay. he, yeah. He told me that he wants me uh, working at the barn. And I say in the beginning, I say, no, I want to do more horse shows. Mm -hmm. When I had 20 years old. And so you were still pretty young. Yeah. yeah. And so, you knew that you were going to stay. You weren't planning on going back to Mexico. And that moment, not because I have an uh, interesting job that I born with horses yeah and you know in the barn so and uh, when Benson gave me the chance to start working with him that when I start learn more every day was he teaching you specifically he, or you had people in his barn no he Benson he's the one that the person that he teach me 90% that, that now I know cool but take a little time and think it's very important to say that I work in very hard. And this is where you probably learn some of the veterinary care that you do or like the inject, like, you know, having to give shots or like all that other stuff, more than just lunging or saddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, I remember he, he did all the shots and everything. This is how I start do a little bit more than groom. I remember a specific one horse that he had abscess. And that moment, I don't know what does that mean, abscess. So basically, it's Benson told me, put it this, put it that, and I do it. He told me to take the shoe off. And my life, I never take a shoe off. Mm -hmm. So take me like basically like two hours to take <laughs> a shoe. Yeah. Did you end up uh, having the tool to do it, or you had to just kind of like find something? I don't have the right tools, so maybe take me the two hours. <laughs> but nobody teach me before, so for me, he was like frustrated. Because in my mind, I always thinking that, see, I want to be in this job, in this business. I need to learn more and I, I need to have my own tool to do that. I do it. I take me like two hours to take the shoe off. And in and, and my mind, say, say, I want to do this. I need to start learning. So it's um, a guy, Chuck Coles. He always be at the barn on Mondays. So I talked to him and I said, hey, can you teach me 
to take the shoes off and teach me Was he a, a little farrier? Bit. Yeah. So he's the one that he take the time to start teach me how to take the shoes off and explain to me what is the way to put a shoe, how uh, care abscess, trash, white lines, I mean more like the hoof and the legs and he's one of the guys that he always made the shoes. He always do the shoes to the hoof. Now I, I maybe I'm wrong, maybe some shoes don't want to say that I'm right, but now basically you buy the shoe and you make the hoof to the shoe, not to the shoe, to the hoof. So that was another moment where you just simply walked up to him and asked, hey, can you teach me how to do this? Yes. Which is cool. I started doing the shots and all that. Dr. Eastman, Tim Eastman, uh, one time, the same thing. Uh, I, I asked him and said, can I work with you? Yes, do you not need to pay me? The only thing I want to know is I want to learn more. Yeah. Uh, See, even that is rare because a lot of people nowadays won't just work to learn. They have to work to get paid or, you know. Yeah. But essentially you're interning with these people to simply just learn. Yes. In that moment, I was like very ambition to, to learn mm -hmm. and, and do more than, than just grooming. Yep. Because I always say this job is not only just put a saddle, bridles, boots, whatever. Yeah. There's so much more. It's more. And there's always more to learn. No matter, even now with what you're doing, there's a different way to do it or someone else that does it a little differently. So, yes. Yeah, definitely. So, he started teaching me. I started working basically in my day off. I started going with him. He started teaching me basically do the shots, medications. So, I grew up a little bit more there. And this was with the veterinarian? Yeah. Yep. So after that, one time, Benson, he and I can find a vein. And i joking with him. I said, okay, let me teach you how to <laughs> Yes. Because uh, I feel ready for that. So I do it, and he's like, oh, okay. So now you want to do everything. Yep. So that's when I started all the shots at the horse shows. I started everything basically at home. So now I grow up a little bit more. Working horses, Benson paid me a couple times. Some lessons from people came from Europe. Like clinics? For a clinics for dressage. So basically I take a couple lessons. Riding lessons? Lunging lessons. Lunging lessons, ground lessons. Yeah, ground yeah. lessons. Cool. And Benson gave me the opportunity to start working with horses. So I start learn more than put a horse in the launch line and let it go run like crazy. Yeah, which is so, a lot of times I feel like at horse shows, if and when a groom is lunging, that's kind of what they're doing is just getting the energy out. Whereas, you know, with I've seen what you do here where you actually lunge them and work them. Yeah, and that's the thing that uh, does in the horse shows that a lot of grooms still don't know how lunging the horses. Sometimes, you know, the horses have basically like three legs and these guys never fix it and never stop but in the moment uh, when Benson gave me the opportunity 
I working hard. I spend more time and think in the barn than my house because for me he was like very interesting and I want to learn more every day. So Benson give me free time. I say okay, uh, I want to start with one horse. He's a little weak, left hind or behind or whatever, and I start working the horses. Most of the time, I like to do my own tools to lunging. I don't want to say that work in the first time, but I like to always do something more until I can see the difference and until I see that my tools working. But it's a process. Uh, you know, can do it in one day. So after that, I start working horses with two launch lines. And did you, you did it more around you, not ground driving or both? Both. Okay. Both. Uh, I remember when uh, when we in Carmel Valley, uh, we had a romping. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was very easy. <laughs> you know, just go there and with the two launch lines. For me, the more uh, interesting and more difficult and dangerous that can be to you not fast enough with your hands and follow the horse is when you are open in an open arena. Mm -hmm. So you need to use basically the whole arena. Sometimes uh, a lot of rooms like we do is we stay in only one spot. So to me, it's uh, one of the wrong things to do, be only one spot. and think you, you need to follow your horse to launch in and go give it more space mm -hmm. and move. Because you can put it the inside rain, so you can pull inside so your horse go with you. But if you're walking with him, basically what you want to do is open more the launch line and move the spot. So that's what I learned. So basically when I launch in my horses here, basically I use the whole arena and I stay in only one place. When I launch it with two launch lines, again, I always ask Benson what he needs or what the horse needs. Sometimes he told me that it's very hard to bend it. So I work in and a straight line to go left and right. I mean, sometimes a little bit difficult uh, in the beginning, but to you start doing it like every day for five or 10 minutes, you can see a difference. Yeah, did you ever do any riding here? I know you said you grew up riding, but. Basically here uh, for me, for some reason, after I started lunging, I believe that you can do maybe 90% when you're lunging or when you're riding. Because you still can do lead change with the two launch lines. It's kind of like you're riding horses. Mm -hmm. Sometimes trainers don't believe that, but trust me, <laughs> in these 25 years I've been around horses, I believe I can do a little bit kind of like riding mm -hmm. what the horse need in the ground. And so with Benson, did he also teach you how to set jumps and how to count strides out and all of that kind of like, did you watch him teach lessons to kind of learn that way too? Yeah, I always, at the horse shows, I always be in the back because I'm, I'm the one that I do the shot or, or the medications and everything and I had somebody else 
to be in the ring. My friend, uh, he had a very good opportunity to grow up and uh, he mentioned to me and I said, you know what, go, you're ready. And the other thing like I, I feel good and I feel like uh, I've been doing a good job with, with, with some friends or people are working with me. 90% of my, the, the guys told me have a very good job. Awesome. And these people, these persons, I teach how to do the shots, care horses, and how long you horses. Yeah, I, I mean, it's your way of giving back because you had people in your life who helped you along, and I think it's an amazing opportunity to be able to help other people along as well. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, so it's something like I always feel good when I see somebody that he's ready to change a job. And I had a trainer that knows me, mm -hmm. so um, I'll contact you if yeah, you, you guys yeah. call me and I say, See, I have somebody, and I say, Let me make some phone calls first. And I call my friends and I say, Okay. You're ready this for this right. job yeah. and I have very good reputation so mm -hmm. far. You've built and a lot of trust in the community. Yeah. Yeah. I always try to find the right person for the right trainer yeah. all the time. So basically, uh, I lost my guy and I meet another guy that he wants to learn. He had like six months, came from Mexico. So he was like a very hard decision for me to give you the opportunity or not because uh, not a lot of experience, not experience and uh, not English. And so Benson, one of the things that Benson has that he's very picky and professional. So he wants like everything perfect. So I decided to give you the opportunity because in my years when I came here, he was very hard for me to find opportunities. <laughs> I give you the opportunity to my friend and uh, I start teaching him like every day, every single day, I send it to grab a schedule and I start teaching him all the classes, all equitation classes, who need boots, who need Ronnie, who need Martingale, when the horses need a flat, all the kind of the, the, the things Details. I teach him like every day, every day, every day, every day, until one time he told me, hey, uh, it's too much for me. And I, and I understand because I think I give it too much information that he don't really... He's overloaded. Yeah. So I'm back a little bit. So I start going to the ring with Benson. So I start putting the, the jumps and, and all that. Then he start teaching me like a trainer. So I take it because I always say the opportunities we need to take it no matter what. And this is the next step. This is the next step for me. Basically, I stay with him all the time. So he start teaching me more about uh, all the course and equitation, jumpers, hunters. After a while, he gave me the opportunity to put some kids in the classes, give you a couple lessons to the clients. So yeah. what was that like for you? Was that exciting for you? He was exciting for me. I think I was ready for that. Yeah. I think I, I, I was ready to have uh, the opportunity mm -hmm. and I take it. 
Yeah. So sometimes Benson, he's very busy with some equitation horses and he sent me with a couple jumpers or hunters or he's very busy with the jumpers and he sent me to the uh, equitation. You essentially became his assistant. You weren't a groom anymore. Yeah. You kind still of, did probably everything. You wore many, many hats, but I think it sounds like you became his assistant. Basically, I do everything. I'm the one that I call the office to order dolls, shavings, hay. He really trusts me because one of the things I always do is be always honest. So basically, I call to the hauler, the shoer, the bed. So oh, basically I do everything. I do all the checks for everybody. So when did your journey bring you to Kenilworth Staples? When I started working and here with Kenilworth with Julia Negler, that's when Benson break the company and I started to do some horse shows and basically something that, that is very interesting for me that was uh, I call some grooms that I know. The grooms does a little bit uh, scared because I don't think a lot of grooms feel comfortable to have another groom, the experience than other guys. So basically the first couple weeks, it was a little hard for me to find uh, a job with my friends yeah you know and i understand i understand that uh sometimes people are afraid to last the job mm -hmm. but i always tell the guys i say you know i came to work i don't want yeah. the job yes well I they might help. trust you but maybe they don't trust the people they work for to not yeah you know and it's hard for you to say no if someone wants to offer you more money or more work or more yeah. you know so in that moment i say okay i'm done and I, I want to call trainers because most of the time, a lot of times, I have some trainers to call me and say, hey, anytime when you need a job, call me. So my first call was party ball again, my first boss. So I explained to her that I need a job. And How said, many years had passed since you worked? Passed like 20 I think like 22 years oh, or wow. 21 years. Yeah, that's probably so cool for her to see the growth in you from when you started. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah, he, she was like, okay, uh, I'm going next week to Woodside and... See you there. <laughs> I want to be there. My groom's already, but I want you. So basically I'm working with her for like four or five whole shows. Then Julia called me and said that she can help her at Sonoma. And I say, let me call Party Ball and see if she's going there or not because she's the she's one that your priority. Gave, yeah, yep. she was my priority. Yeah, and did you know Julia because she rode with Benson, right? I know Julia when she was like 12 because she she, she riding with Benson. So basically I know her for yeah. yeah, long time. Long time. <laughs> so I have a phone call for Julia and she told me she I can go work uh -huh. at Sonoma. And uh, and I said, yeah, I, I can do that after I call Party Ball. This is very funny because she told me, see, I can come and see the, uh, the barn. 
and I say, of course I can, I can go see her. I she would, uh, I think it was Sunday. So I came here on Sunday, and she showed me the the barn and everything. And it was much different. Yeah. Back then. Oh yeah. This is a barn in Oakland Hills for people that are listening. But yeah, it, I've yeah. seen pictures. It was very different. Oh yeah, she changed <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I came here, I see Sheila, that's uh, Julie's mom. The mom, she's like, okay, let's go to the office. Uh, I'm like, uh, okay. I never thinking that Julia, she wants to me offer the job here. So I came here, we start talking and I take the, the offer and I'm here. I had like, I say four years already. So what was the hardest thing? So within your whole trajectory and learning and all of that, what would you say is like the hardest thing that you had to or continue to have to do? Is there anything that stands out to you that's really hard? I think that the more hard thing is that you need to be flexible for everything coming. Sometimes you have good days, sometimes you have bad days. And I think one of the things like I always say is you need to respect every around and we like a team. And I always say we are a team and we need to work in together. No matter what is your job or not, at least you can help. Yeah. So to me, the, the team is very important. The communication is very important. Well, and from the beginning, it sounds like you've been that way with teamwork and with camaraderie and with building everybody up, which is such a awesome, unique, needed thing. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I mean, to me, the uh, thing, the communication and uh, be a team uh, or care the good horses uh, and think is you need to be very responsible for that. The only I can say is I feel very happy uh, working with horses and learn every day. I love working horses in the ground. The other thing I really love is take the fear to the horses. We have horses with problems with the Liverpool, with uh, horses break the cross ties and all that. And that's something like I really enjoy. Yeah, helping them through the fear. Yeah, yeah. building their confidence. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. With here, not only have you seen like the property change a lot, but you've also been through a lot of changes in terms of who's working here. Because this Kenilworth Stables is not only Julia and her show horses, but it's also a lesson program. And so I feel like there's been, even with the few years that I've known this place and known everybody here, that there's been so much evolution and change and growth. So I feel like not only are you so beneficial to Julia with her show life and her horses, but also with helping the people that they hire here and, you know, speaking English and Spanish and kind of helping build other people here too. Yeah. When you're working hard in the beginning, you want to help the other people too. I think everybody, we can have the same opportunities to grow up. And this is like I want for people really want, you know, to learn. It's, it's very hard right now to find the right people because right now it's more about money than you want to learn. Like I always say, for me to be in this level, take me, you know, a lot of days off 
you know, that are working free. Uh, a lot of holidays that I not take it. But I feel so happy when trainers came to me and say, you change this horse or you did, you do that. I mean, I feel very happy when Julia came to me and, and said, you know, somebody said this very nice thing for you and and feel so happy that you're here. Actually, I help Julia too in the Grand Prix. Sometimes when she don't have a trainer and the one I put it some jumps and I say a little, sometimes a little bit, you know, careful with your hand, sub your hand. I mean, a couple, uh, I always say the small details make the difference. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think, as we said, I think before we recorded, you're so much more than a groom now. Like you literally wear all of the hats, which is so cool. So what is something within the community that you'd like to see change? And then how can you, if you're not already, help with that change? I wanna see in, in one point is the horses is like people. Uh, horses, we need to treat in the right way. It's still that we had like naughty horses, it's still like we had like uh, some horses like difficult. I think if you put it some time, you can change horses. And meet them where they're at, yeah. You know, it's something like I always say, with, with time and you spend it, you know, it's not like, it's grooming, I don't think so. I think it's more like you need to working with horses and you need to know how. How you want to know is with experience, take your time, take your time. You want to ask somebody, don't be afraid to ask. I like to see uh, in the future with some grooms that I know these guys want to grow up. Like example here, we have a couple people that want to learn more and I always say I'm very happy and free to help awesome and you're doing that by living that obviously with treating the horses with respect and yes. helping them through the thing so one last thing is you get to ask me one question you don't really know much about me but any sort of question that comes to mind how you find the the way that you make the horses comfortable and more uh relaxed with your equipment with my equipment. I think just like you said, take my time. I like to have them watch me. So for people that don't know, I do PEMF. It's weird. There's a big box, there's these tubes, it's all the things. And there are some horses that are scared of it, right? Because it is this white tube and they're not used to it. A lot of the show horses, they're used to all sorts of weird things being put on them, so they don't care. But I think just taking my time, I think keeping my energy very neutral and you know, having them watch me set up the machine, having them observe and then slowly touching them with it without it being on yet, and then slowly putting it on them, turning it on before putting it on them so that they can hear the clicking because all those things, but in a simple answer, just taking my time, slowing down, breathing, letting them process. Cause I think a lot of things with the horses, we don't give them time to process. We've processed and so we assume that they have too. So slowing down, just as you're saying with the fear, you know, with the Liverpools or different things, leading them up to it, showing them, 
patting them, letting them know that it's not scary, just building their trust. So that's a good question. No one's asked me that yet. Awesome. Well, thank you for chatting with me. I know it's hard to get you to sit down for an hour. Yeah, so awesome. No problem. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Hello again, and thank you so much for tuning in to Stable Connections, the podcast. This is your host, Shauna Burke. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, don't forget to tune in every Monday morning for a new episode. Follow along on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you or someone you know wants to sponsor an episode, please email stableconnections.sb at gmail.com or visit www.stableconnectionsthepodcast.com. See you next week.